T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Tony Colombo, here with producer Carl Middleman. Hello! And my partner Bo Matthews will be alongside momentarily. Thank you for joining us on this Christmas weekend as we get ready to officially close the books on 2020 and see what 2021 has to offer us. I know that... uh, We will be here for you, continuing Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors into the new year. We thank all of the support. Thank you for all of the support that we have received in the couple years, two, three years this show has been on the air. And a person that's been here since day one is our good friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, who joins us on the line right now. Aaron, how's it going, my friend? Good, Tony. How are you? Oh, you know, another day, another day. How was? Uh, how, how are you guys at uh, Southern Armory right now? Well, uh, a couple more pallets of ammo coming in, oh, and boy. I'm sure it'll go right back out the door. <laughs> Our guns have been rolling in and out just as quick, too, which is, uh, which is good. Finally able to kind of make a dent, if that makes any sense, um, and... And uh, so we're keeping guns on the on the wall. Have you gotten and, uh, the feeling? Have you gotten the thing. feeling from the, your customers there in the shop and just the conversations that uh, people are having while they're in the store that over the holiday season maybe they've gotten a chance to unplug a little bit from the craziness of the news cycle and everything else, the media and everything, and it's more of a I don't know, whatever normal is anymore, but a, a normal conversation or when people come into the store, are they just as um, engaged, worried, uh, I don't know, motivated, passionate as as ever um, as Joe Biden gets ready to take office and, you know, some possible changes could be coming to uh, Second Amendment rights and things like that uh, are, are are the customers still talking about that? Are they, quote-unquote, stocking up? Are they worried? Or have they gotten a chance to sort of decompress at the end of the year here? So Jess and I were, were kind of talking about this. There's definitely been kind of a attitude change from, you know, there's all this fraud 
which I'm not even going to debate because I, I think it's obvious. But And then, you know, all these subsequent lawsuits filed. Uh, now my wife and I pretty much agree that the, the way this is going to play out is um, people are starting to accept the fact that Joe Biden is going to be our next president. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, there's definitely a lot more talk of, hey, I probably need to get an AR, hey, high cap magazines, etc. Yeah, and do you think that – what do you think, if you had to guess, what do you think the first thing, the the first move that Biden or the Democrats will take in the Second Amendment realm, will it be kind of like the bump stocks thing? They'll go for something – "Quote unquote easy, like try to ban high capacity magazines, or you know try to take away or maybe limit silencers or something like that to kind of start things off. Or do you think they're going to go big right out of the gate? I think they're going to go big right out of the gate. I think they're going to go ahead and file um, similar legislation to what the original assault weapons ban was. Uh, they're going to include language in there that talks about." mandatory buybacks uh then of course they'll spin it as if it's not a confiscation it's just we're requiring you to uh sell us your gun at a extremely discounted rate so that's uh basically what it'll come down to um at at least in my mind and then of course in there they'll have uh, the magazine ban they'll have a restriction on threaded barrels, which will knock out, you know, your suppressors and and flash hiders and, and all this stuff. Um, your muzzle brakes all be gone because uh, you can't have a threaded barrel. They'll go ahead and talk about Piper. <laughs> Hi. It's okay. <laughs> um, That's great. That's so cute. So I know. know. (laughs) Dog dogs. Hey, that's so great. So the last few weeks we have been going through the Biden plan to end our gun violence epidemic and getting your thoughts, Aaron, on these things as we've gone through them. Uh, We haven't even probably gone through half of the policies so far. Um, but I, I want to get your thoughts on on just a couple more of these before we let you go. Uh, one of the things that I that I saw on here, and I'm trying to find it exactly so I get the wording exactly right, was put oh, here it is. Put America on the path to ensuring that 100% of firearms sold in America are smart guns. What's a smart gun? <laughs> it's just man, it's fluffy. I honestly don't know. I don't know what a smart uh, gun is. It it reads your palm. Does it? Yeah. So you have to you, you. So the 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 user of the gun can only be the person with the right fingerprints or something. Yeah, you got it. Basically, so there's there's been several states. Uh, New Jersey was one of them that basically embraced this quote smart gun technology, where you had to have like an RFID or a palm reader or some sort of you know biometric um, data that told the gun, hey turn on this is the authorized user um there's also legislation out there for like bullets that have individual serial numbers which manufacturing has just basically said not possible uh so then they said well hey how about we serialize or make 
unique extractors. So it like micro engraves like a, uh, a number on there where we can trace that. And, you know, they're like, well, it's going to change over time. So the smart gun legislation has uh, definitely been done on the state level. And it has been on the state level for probably a decade plus. And manufacturers have looked into this and just said, it is not humanly possible. I, I would uh, at this time. That's exactly what I was. The, what I was going to say is that I would imagine that a huge company like Glock or Sig Sauer, you know, somebody like that, could try to start some program where they look into this technology and try to develop it over the course of many years. But if you institute some kind of law like that immediately. Every medium-sized to mom-and-pop gun manufacturer is out of business immediately because there's no way that they have the technology or the resources to develop that type of technology. And maybe maybe that's yeah. the point. <laughs> and it, well, it definitely is the point. Plus, the other thing it did was it hung uh, a sign on New Jersey uh, – pretty sure it was New Jersey – and said, hey – who and it basically the way the legislation was, or the way the legislation was written was anybody who develops this technology, this is the only kind of gun that's allowed in here. So it was a pretty big prize for Sig or Glock or Smith and Wesson or Ruger to say or Remington. Now they're defunct, but to say, okay, let's develop this and we will lock up an entire state. No gun other than ours, will be allowed to be sold in this state. Same thing with the ammunition manufacturers. If they were able to, to really pull this off, um, you know, they would have locked up that entire state for ammunition sales. So what would eventually happen, you know, they get this, they get it, they get the technology. New Jersey is now their exclusive market to this, but then you're going to have other states that are like, oh, wow, well, you know, California is going to say the same thing. You know, look at California. They have an approved list uh, of guns to ship in there, and you have to have the state's FFL. So just so you know, uh, I think we're the only dealer in St. Louis that ships guns to California. Hmm. From what customer feedback for us has been, oh, I went to this gun shop, and they wouldn't ship to California. It's like we ship to California. It's kind of a pain, but we've we've got the licensure to do it. Um, and so you got California, who's going to follow suit? They're going to get rid of their approved gun list and um, say this is the only gun we're going to allow in here. This is the only type of technology we'll allow in here. California is a big state. There's a lot of people there. Look at Glock. The only approved Glock in California is the Generation 3 Glock, and we're on to um, you know Gen 4, Gen 5 now. Uh, but yet I got a buddy out there who's like, hey, can you get me um, a Glock? And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it can only be, you know, like Generation 3 and, you know, standard mag or, you know, not even standard magazines, low-capacity magazines, 10 rounds. He's like, yeah, I know, but they want like $1,200 for this Glock here in, in California. You know, and I'm like, dude, that's a five or $600 Glock in our store any day of the week. Hmm. You know, so it's just a – so the, the pricing is already high in California, but then you add on this, this, exclu this new technology that allows only authorized users – to use that gun with a palm print, fingerprint, or RFID, you know, necklace, et cetera, or bracelet worn, um, then, you know, wait and see what happens to gun prices, you know, in those states. Like I said, California would follow suit. I'd also imagine states like New York 
Illinois uh, follows through Illinois would probably jump on board Washington DC and you'd have just all these states you know probably within a year would be my prediction say yeah you're the only gun allowed in here so that's a pretty big prize yeah no you kidding. know when you you know when you look at it huge prize uh, kind of at the end of the tunnel I imagine Washington uh, state Oregon would fall and probably uh, Massachusetts and and other kind of real strong uh, Democrat stronghold states would fall to this technology, um, and you would lock up a pretty significant market uh, if you could develop it. But it's been um, researched and developed, you know, R and D on the manufacturing level, both for firearms and ammunition, and it's just not possible mm. with the the current technology we have. Is it coming? Probably, if we can get laser yeah, it, guns. It takes a long time to know. develop that stuff, though. You can't put in a law out of nowhere yeah. and just force uh, you know, things to go into place. It takes time to but, develop that type of— uh, Hey, we're going to do that with the new Green Deal, man. And, <laughs> and, you know, other, other clean technology under the, um, under the Biden-Harris yeah. uh, yeah. administration. So it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty interesting— I'm sure it's something we can just 3D print. Yeah. That solves everything. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. Aaron, we got to let you go. Before we do, though, tell people how they can find you out at Southern Armory. Yeah. So come see us at the store, uh, 9901 Watson Road, one mile east at 270 and 44. Follow us on Facebook at Southern Armory. You can follow uh, the podcast, Second Amendment News Podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's Southern Armory. Dot and com. that is the great Aaron Tarlow. Aaron, happy new year, and we will talk to you next week, same time, my friend. Same bat channel, same bat time. <laughs> you got it. You got it. All, All right. right. Take talk a quick break. Time. You bet. Take a quick break. Back with more Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo, Carl Middleman, <laughs> and Bo Matthews here yeah. in studio. Big thank you to Aaron Tarlow for joining us in that first segment. Always great stuff from Aaron. We are going to talk to Virginia Cruder from The Daily Caller in just a moment, and we are going to talk to Jesse from Razorback Armory in the last segment of the show. So still plenty of Second Amendment radio coming your way. Let's go ahead and get Virginia on the line now. Virginia Cruder from The Daily Caller, always great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? I am good. How are you? I cannot complain as we hopefully are finally able to move on from <laughs> 2020 yeah. and all the oh, yeah. madness that it brought along with it. So I thought I came up with a good idea for a shirt, and I called a T-shirt uh, distributor, a yeah. distributor that I know. Uh-huh. I I survived 2020, and all I got was a stupid, stupid T-shirt. Well, before I called him, I looked online. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It's already everything's it. been thought of. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I do have a question for Virginia. How are you again, Virginia? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. One of the founders of Daily Caller is Tucker Carlson. Is he still involved? Um, he actually sold his share earlier this year. Oh. Um, so he is not he is not part owner. Right which, before he made his big think, deal with Fox. Yeah. Well, and yeah, he's he's picking up more influence at Fox, and that's why it, I don't think it has anything to do with. Um, I mean, we still we're still have a good relationship with him. I don't oh, I don't think that that has anything to do with it. But um, what's really interesting about that when he sold his share. The Daily Caller became the largest minority-owned um, news uh, news site in D.C. Wow, oh, that's aw- that's awesome. Um, because Neil Patel is yeah. um, is Indian, yeah. and so it's really funny because then you know people come after the Daily Caller and say, "Well, you're right wing. You guys are white supremacists." <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> hold on a second, guys. Wow, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, those labels and accusations get thrown around an awful lot a at lot. a lot I of know. people that uh, that and, and uh, people have no idea what the background of those people or organizations are half the time, more well, than right. half the time, ninety percent of the my, time. My favorite was when they were calling they were they were um, calling Nikki Haley a white supremacist. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, no research or anything goes into making those right. accusations. Um, you know, Virginia, I wanted to talk to you. I, I think the military falls comfortably into Second Amendment radio and the great outdoors and the things that we yes. talk about here on the show. And we talk a lot about law enforcement and right. obviously hunting and fishing and all that stuff. But we don't talk about the military very often no, we on, don't. on this show. And Virginia is a veteran. Thank you, Virginia, for Absolutely. your service, as always. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, we've talked a lot. Like we were just talking to Aaron in the last segment about Joe Biden's plan for Second Amendment, you know, his his gun plan, his, his gun plan right. to end firearm violence in the United States or whatever he calls it. Um, <laughs> what about his plans for the military? How do you, as a veteran... Um, and as a uh, as a journalist who probably knows more about this than I do, um, we've we've really studied his his gun plan. But right. if his history as vice president is anything to go on, the military is probably is, is, has got some big changes on the horizon. Barack Obama very famously basically dismantled the United States military, and Donald Trump is the one who built it back. Uh, are you afraid yeah. that that uh, that when 
Biden takes office that the military will again not even not not only not be a priority but just will be an afterthought. You know what I, yeah that that's kind of what I would say. I I think that you could really show the philosophies. I mean everybody's hip to compare somebody to Hitler. I'm not going to do that. Um but what I would say is and I wouldn't even do that with Joe Biden anyway. What I would say is that the difference between the military and foreign policy posture, um, because those two kind of go hand in hand, um, between Biden and Trump, it would be like starting with Winston Churchill and going to Neville Chamberlain. And I don't know if you know the history, but Neville Chamberlain um, was the one who thought that he could protect England by appeasing Hitler and basically not doing anything. Um, and London was bombed, <laughs> and he learned the hard way that you can't do that. Um, and so it, it makes me wary that we might learn a few lessons the hard way because we have a strong enough military that we don't need to learn lessons the hard way. And well if we like put that. somebody in who doesn't think about the military that way, it's not the Reagan-esque peace through strength kind of ideal you don't um, – you're just tempting them to come and drop something in your backyard. And, and I say them – I mean anybody. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter who it is. If they don't like the United States for whatever reason, and there are people out there who just don't like the United and, States. And, Virginia, it could be Americans. It could be Americans mm-hmm. that are that upset. And if you don't have the firepower uh, to be able to defend – and although we had riots in our country this year – the military was never sent yeah. in. The National Guard was on standby, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah. But th- that's awful frightening. Uh, you know, yeah. me, me I mean, the a- National Guard, I think, primarily was used as a show of force more than anything else, which, right. and sometimes that's all you need. Again, it's that peace through strength idea. That, um, mm-hmm. but- yeah, but you're, you're right, Virginia. When it, it doesn't matter who it is. If you have the appearance of being suddenly weak, or weaker than you were, mm-hmm. then that gives that gives bad actors around the world an opportunity to take advantage Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And bases that have been closed. My dad was stationed at Lowry Air Force Base in the Denver area, Aurora, Colorado. And now it's right. condos. And it's like <laughs> it, no, that was a that was a major base. Uh, you know, yeah. Scott Air Force. He lives on the East Coast now in Jersey. There's an army base right mm-hmm. next to him, Mammoth uh, Army Base. It's condos. It's they've sold off the property. It's it's just crazy. All these well, huge Fort pieces Dixon, of property. New Jersey, uh, Fort Dix is where my grandfather trained, um, and uh, that's that's closed too. Yeah, uh, right next to McGuire, they share a fence line. I think they uh, they said. But anyway, uh, yeah. Second Amendment. Second Amendment. <laughs> uh, no, you're, no, We're I, like at the VFW having a cold one. <laughs> hey, they have great prices on beer at VFW halls. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do. Oh, yeah, they goodness. do. <laughs> hey, uh, Virginia, I did want to ask you a little bit about about politics because it kind of goes hand in hand with the, this discussion because everything, you, you know, whatever Joe Biden tries to accomplish, whether it comes with the military, uh, Second Amendment mm-hmm. rights or anything else, um, he's obviously going to need the support of his party to right. he, he's got he's got a pen and a phone. So, you know, he can you know, he can do a certain amount with the executive orders, but it'll be a lot easier if he has a if he has a united party behind him. And right now, uh, neither party seems to be uh, completely on the same page. But I would say that the Democrats right. have a bigger split 
and than the Republicans do at the moment. And uh, it was on display this week when when Congresswoman Ilhan Omar was accusing uh, Joe Biden of a bait and switch when it came to his immigration policies. And we've seen mm-hmm. some of the people, some of the more progressive people in the Democratic Party calling Biden out for various appointments or, you know, plans right. or things that he has said lately. Um how do you as we as we wrap up this year, how do you assess um, the 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 Democratic Party as a whole and Joe Biden's ability to control it when he takes office? Well, I will say this, and I've, I've said this before. I think that the best thing that could happen to Joe Biden is Republicans win in Georgia because mm-hmm. I agree. Even I agree has an completely. excuse to be moderate. He has a built-in excuse because he can't get it past the Senate. Now, I realize he's got a pen and a phone. I think Kamala Harris is far more likely to use that than Biden is because he understands how weak executive orders are. Because the minute a new president comes in, everything's gone. Because that's what happened when Donald Trump took over Mm -hmm. and systematically dismantled the executive orders that Obama had had put through. You know, I will say, though, I will say, though, that that. I was shocked at how uh, how much Donald Trump was able to actually affect the country with some executive orders, with some of the deregulation executive orders and things like that. Yeah. He was really he able to get the economy than most on. Presidents do by doing. Yeah, he was able to get the economy on track, and he was able to mm-hmm. affect some actual change uh, simply with executive order. But as you say. Which is the Most truth, obviously. Those, those will things. be undone by Joe Biden and, and are very undoable because they don't have that that staying power. Exactly. But but they exactly. can. But a president can do, um, you know, have some influence with those executive orders. Well, right. And, and the reality is the president can do whatever Congress and the court doesn't stop him from doing. Mm-hmm. So he can go out and he can say he's going to do it and he can do it. And Congress can stop him by not funding it or by passing legislation that contradicts it, and the court can stop stop him if somebody sues. But the reality is, um, if they leave him unchecked, and a Congress is far likely to do that for Joe Biden, or far more likely to do that for Joe Biden than they were for Donald Trump, um, if they leave him unchecked, he can do those things, whether or not we think he should or we believe it's constitutional. He can do it as long as Congress fails to check him. You know, and so that that's the situation we're in. After every uh, inauguration, they always talk about that first hundred days in office, mm-hmm. wh- whether it's Trump or Biden. Uh, <laughs> in, in, if we're talking about Biden as the new president, January twentieth, in that first hundred days, how much do you think he could change or attempt to change the laws concerning the Second Amendment? Since that's what we, you know, a lot of times talk about on this show. Well, based on what he's said he's going to do in the first 100 days, um, I think it's a fair assessment that he took early lids throughout the entire campaign and hid in his basement because he was building up strength for what's going to be a really, really busy three months. Um, Because he keeps saying, I'm going to do this in my first 100 days. I'm going to do that in my first 100 days. And if Kamala Harris gets her way, um, there might be a lot with regard to guns in the first the first hundred days. Mm. Now, again, all of that's going to be fought, especially if we keep Georgia and, you know, Republican in the Senate. Um, And you can only go so far, as I've said before, with executive orders and gun laws, because this is a constitutional issue at its heart. And so if he does something 
there are going to be lawsuits. There is going to be pushback from from the Senate and maybe even from the House because there are Democrats in the House who are not anti-Second Amendment. You know, Democrats from, from places like Missouri, from places like Arkansas and Texas, a lot of these guys are not anti-gun. Um, they just happen to be bluer than the rest of their state. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and you see that, you see moderates in, in Arizona too. Uh, Kirsten Cinema has been very independent. But, uh, of course, now she's balanced out by Mark Kelly, um, but who is definitely an anti-gun guy. Yes. But it, it, it all remains to be seen. But again, executive orders are weak, <laughs> and they're even weaker when you know you don't have the support of the country behind you. So I think if he does anything in the first 100 days with regards to guns, it'll probably be things that he can get majority support on, things like high-capacity magazines, um, bump stocks, things that, you know, scary words that people don't actually understand that they're not really making the gun any more dangerous per se, but it's a good buzzword and it's something you can rally behind. And so I think that's probably what he's going to lean toward if he does anything on guns in the first hundred days. He's not going to put out, like he might do something like an assault weapons ban or try that. I don't think it's going to work, but again, it, it's going to be the stuff he can get a large number rallying behind. Yeah. Virginia, uh, one last question. I've noticed, and maybe he's been doing it forever and I just didn't, I, I never uh, picked up on it, but I've, I've noticed a, the last year or so at least, Joe Biden ends every statement, every time he gives a speech with uh, God bless our troops. As a veteran who knows uh, what happened when Joe Biden was vice president to the military and how it was not a priority to him. How does that, when he ends every statement, every speech with that, how does that hit you? You know, it's one of those things where if he's taking the time to say it, I realize most politicians are saying it because it's politically expedient to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a certain degree of that. I don't think Joe Biden hates veterans. I don't think he hates our troops. I think that he prioritizes other things. Yes. Yeah, he just doesn't see a use for it. I think that's exactly right. I don't think he. I think he. I think right. he truly so does not, love the military. By it. Yeah, but I'm he, not offended by it, and I think there are a lot of people who will hear, who will hear that and and think and think about the troops when otherwise they might not have good sentiment. So, yeah, I like that. So yeah, I I don't have a problem with him saying that. Um, yeah, that that would be that would be my take on that. Like, yep. I, it doesn't bother me. I'm not offended by it. I just, it's. I think that there's a certain degree of political expediency to hmm. it. But other than that, it's not an issue. Virginia, if people want to follow your work on the Daily Caller, follow you on social media, all that good stuff. How do they do it? Uh, at VA Cruda on Twitter, Parlor the same. Uh, you can find the Daily Caller at Daily Caller or at DailyCaller.com on the web. Great stuff, Virginia Cruda. Happy New Year, and we will talk to you soon. Sure, you too. All right. Take another quick break, and we'll be back with our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Merry Christmas weekend. Happy New Year. Thank you so much once again for listening to the show and everything you've done for us in this crazy 2020. The show continues to grow. The podcast numbers continue to grow, and we appreciate everyone for listening, whether you're listening on 97.1 FM Talk, KMOX, or you're just one of our podcasters. We appreciate every single one of you. Don't forget about our two podcasts that we put out every week. We put out this show podcast every Friday, so you get a chance to actually download the show and take it with you throughout the weekend, even before it airs. And then we release our podcast exclusive on Mondays. You can get the Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors podcast anywhere you get podcasts. But I recommend the Radio.com app because it's free. You can stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio and you can download this podcast and all the other podcasts on the station right there on the Radio.com app. Going to talk to our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory in just a moment. And that means this, of course, is brought to you by Razorback Uh Armory. It is a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. There's gun stores, and then there's Razorback Armory. Find them at RazorbackArmory.com, a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road. And uh, it is uh, the tennis building uh, store that you want to look to look for the word tennis Razorbacks right next to it uh, when you start selling both then I'll be impressed how are you Jesse <laughs> what's up Good. Jesse? how are you guys doing <laughs> and yeah and and not only I, I'm not only the spot there and we're talking to Jesse from Razorback but I am probably I'm guessing you're at Razorback Armory right now I'm at Razorback Armory right now. <laughs> he's, he's been sleeping there all year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, but before we get into any uh, details or specifics, just looking back at 2020, I mean, <laughs> obviously, from an industry standpoint, from a sales standpoint, it's probably a banner year for Razorback and, and many of the gun stores uh, around the area and around the country. But then, you know, socially – been a pretty and you know with the pandemic and and all the social unrest see the it's just pouring in questions <laughs> customers they just heard us say it and they're like oh he's there i'm calling him that was me uh, I, I called i called <laughs> oh I'll, dude i'll take care of you after the show buddy. <laughs> so so yeah so looking back at 2020 how do you um how do you analyze it where are you, was it a was it a great year because of the boom well, in sales you had or was you know disappointing what do you what do you think well, I mean, if you look at it from a the financial standpoint, it was a great year. Uh, technically, when we look at our years, you know, when you start to factor trends and you look at your business over, you know, a five-year period or something, we've got to throw this year out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it skews so much that we won't be able to use this on long-term data. So we'll yeah. actually have to just take this year, throw it away hopefully stack next year on it and everything gets back to some semblance of normal. Yeah, but, don't uh, set your budgets to this year and yeah. think, hey, we need a 10% growth from well, 2020. Yeah, right? because that's I'm going to need you to get those numbers. Yeah, that's not, yeah. Fair. yeah that's, that's, that's not a fair. That's not a fair uh, expectation. No, no. But, I mean, and, and, but for all for all intents and, and, and looking at it from different angles, uh, we got a lot of new gun owners, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we got mm-hmm. a lot of people that are – that are into the sport. And we, you know what? I guarantee you, we've got a lot of new gun owners that probably will be selling guns in the future that maybe, you know, they, they bought it. They kind of knee jerk reaction. They bought it, you know, maybe they're not into it or, you know, something else comes up and they need to sell the firearm, but Hey, at least they know the process. At least they know how to buy a firearm. If they wanted one again, you know, they've been introduced to the gun culture and, and they know it's, 
It's not some scary mystical thing that, you know, that they don't understand. It's pretty easy. You go to your local gun shop, you know, you meet some people, have some conversations, you know, purchase a firearm. But um, that, from that aspect, it's great. From that aspect, also, we've sold out of everything. Um, there's nothing to be had. Um, you know, so there's a lot more stuff trickling in. I mean, we're still beating the bushes every day trying to keep stocked. And we got a really, you know, a really good amount of stuff in here lately for Christmas for everybody. Uh, ammo is still at a, a shortage. And from what we understand, it's, it's going to be like that for a while. You just kind of kind of get it where you can and and you know uh, hopefully the prices will level out the metal you know metals markets and everything you know raw materials will level out so we can get back to some some form of a, a reasonable price if you will and I, and I got to point out Razorback Armory uh, is a gun concierge they're they're a small like square footage they're not gigantic so they don't have a bunch of minions running around so it's three guys doing everything so my question is how are you mentally and physically after a year like you've had I, I bought a hot dog stand in Florida, and I'm going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Biden has anything to say about it, that's exactly what you're going to be doing. Hey, first dog, hey, when you guys come down, first dog's on me. Don't you worry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's – it's. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, man. It's rough. It's really – you know, we're when you're doing a week's worth of normal business in a day, right. there's a week's worth of work to do. So sometimes I'll get here at four in the morning. We'll stay at eight, 10 o'clock at night. And we're, we're still only open 10 to six because, you know, the paperwork's got to get done. Those forms that you fill out, the 4473s have to get filed. We've got to process all that. You know, we've got to get our orders in. We've got to maintain our inventory. You know, the, the back of the house, the real boring stuff has to go on so that all the cool stuff out front happens. And you and, can't uh, customize like you want to. I mean, I mean, I mean well, I'm sure you're I doing know. it, but there, you know, people want this and that on it. Like me, when I came in, I wanted yeah. the red dot scope and, of course, I, I, I pulled a uh, I pulled a card and uh, and got it done. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's uh, there's a lot of stuff that we would love to be still doing for people, but we can't get the parts, or you know, it's just not a good time uh, to get into some of those builds because they're just you know you're, you'd be taking what you could get, not necessarily the parts that they want, right. and. You know, they, yeah, you can, and we still, we're still putting guns out there. We're still building stuff. We're still fixing repairs and doing that for people. But as far as the, the real one-off custom stuff, it's, it's noticeably, noticeably uh, less this year. Um, and really towards the backside of the year, we were still able to get some stuff done early, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot slimmer. Um, and we're trying to stage people and, 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 you know, put some projects off until we can get a lot more core parts and pieces they want. So instead of getting it done in a month, you know, we may be looking at a six-month window for them. Got a, just a couple minutes left here with yeah. Jesse from Razorback Armory. Jesse's going to stick around and be a part of the podcast exclusive. So uh, I have a lot more questions, and we'll be able to get to all those in the podcast exclusive. So make sure you download that podcast as well. Uh, how's the suppressor business, Jesse? Is it as uh, strong as the rest of the firearms industry? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, right now, so it's it's kind of strange. Um we're selling, I'm selling, uh, you know, throughout the whole craziness, we've, we've sold suppressors. It's kind of, kind of stayed level, if you will. Well, since, uh, you know, something happened in the kind of first part of November, everyone's freaking out and they all want to get their paperwork filed. So it has spiked. We're selling is uh, I'm four, four and five a day. Easy. Um, I'm taking calls from people that are out, out of state that I've dealt with before. Cause with our digital system, we, we can actually sell you the suppressor if we've already worked with you before and we've got all your data stored. Mm. Um, but, uh, that's convenient. 
Yeah, and what's our whole thing? Just make it as easy as possible. Mm. But um, it's definitely booming. Now, I will say this, and I tell everybody the same thing. January 20 is, is, is just a day, okay? Nothing magically happens on the NFA or your suppressor, you know, that they're not going to change. That's a great point. But everyone, everyone has it in their head that i got to have my paperwork filed mm-hmm. before whoever takes over. Mm-hmm. They don't I – and mean, this is my personal opinion. This is not fact by any means. They don't, on January 21st, turn a switch and NFA goes away or they regulate it somehow. You know, you, you're um, so right about that, yeah. Jesse. And, and you know, we talk a lot on this show about all the things that uh, Joe Biden has planned. And in fact, I have some questions about that for you in the podcast mm-hmm. exclusive. But it's important to remember that when Joe Biden sits down in the Oval Office for the first time, the whole country isn't going to change immediately. We need to yes. be diligent and we need to fight for the Second Amendment rights and everything else. But we don't want to panic people and say that, you know, yeah. everything changes immediately. Uh, we got to wrap this up, uh, but uh, we'll continue the discussion on the podcast exclusive. Jesse, remind people how they can find you out at Razorback. Certainly. Uh, so we are 12072 Manchester Road in DePere, Missouri, uh, half mile east of 270, right next to the tennis shop. You got to make sure you tell us both sent you. Uh, <laughs> social media platform, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Also, uh, RazorbackArmory.com. Come on by. We'd love to see you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, we'll continue talking with Jesse in the podcast exclusive. Please make sure you're downloading both of our podcasts each and every week. And that is going to do it for the show this week. For Carl Middleman and Bo Matthews, I am Tony Colombo. Merry Christmas weekend and Happy New Year from your friends at Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 